time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, hello there and welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances, the podcast that's going to help you learn a little bit more about the financial world and about how to improve your financial situation, especially when it comes to retirement. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, founder of CP Weldy Group. And Charles, great to talk with you once again, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Walter. How are you doing today? Fantastic. And I uh, can't wait for our conversation today. A little bit of a special edition of the Reengineering Your Finances podcast today. We're going to uh, spend a lot of time talking about one particular story. In fact, we're going to call this one Story Time. Uh, and in particular, we're talking about saving on taxes. So, Charles, I want to dive right into this and uh, and get to the story. Tell us about a time when you were able to save someone a significant amount of money on taxes because of good planning. I want to get in depth here and really see where all the moving parts are. All right. So I think, Walter, the best place to start is at the beginning. About four or five years ago, I was introduced to a book called The Power of Zero. Now, did you ever hear of that book, The Power of Zero? Uh, so I'm, uh, David, uh, McKnight? David McKnight? McKnight. Okay, good. Yes, I have Correct. heard of it yeah. then. There you go. <laughs> So actually what happened was uh, about four years ago at the end of tax season, one of our clients came in and said, Charles, my husband and I have read this book and uh, we feel that if anyone can get us into the 0% tax bracket, it's you. And to be quite frank with you, Walter, I kind of, you know, brushed it off thinking, ah, you know, this is not true. You know, it's not reality. But I offered to read the book and get back to them after tax season. So what happened was not only did I read the book, I called my brother up, who's a CPA in Delaware, and I said, Tom, you wouldn't believe it. You know, this guy wrote a book and it's everything we know. He just put it in such a way that it's like follow the yellow brick road. So at that stage in time, four years ago, I made it a point to make that a a really integral part of my financial planning practice, integrating tax planning with financial planning. So fast forward two years, and within the last two years, one of my clients came in, and she was ready to retire from a very good job that she had for over 40 years. And she had over a million dollars in her retirement account, and she had a half a million dollar lump sum that she could get, or in lieu of that, she could get a $42,000 a year pension. So Walter, if that was you, you're, you're 62 years old, you just retired, you have a million dollars in your retirement account and you have an opportunity for another half million on top of that or just to get a steady check of $42,000 a year for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Hmm. Uh, I feel like I just that half a million dollars sounds pretty juicy. I'll take the I'll take the extra income or the extra or the extra money. So you'll take the lump sum in lieu of the uh, monthly check for the rest of your life? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's funny that you say that because I would think that most people would opt for the pension. And, you know, at, at 62 I'm, I'm years younger. Old, I'm a little I'm a little riskier, Charles. So I'm, I, I might be I, skewed I a little you. bit. <laughs> I got you. Well, before I read the McKnight book, uh, The Power of Zero, I would have done some number crunching and told my client, you know, you got to make X amount of dollars to, you know, get the same amount of money that you're going to get from your pension. I would have done a lot of number crunching. But after reading the book, I just asked her one question. I said, do you want to control your taxes or do you want your taxes to control you? And basically, she said, I want to control my taxes. So what we did is we actually took the lump sum of $500,000 and over a period of the next eight, nine years, and we're in the year three as we speak, we are converting 
just about all her money that's in tax deferred accounts, 401ks, IRAs, into Roth IRAs. And we're going to prepay our taxes at historically low rates. And when it's all said and done, this woman will have annual income, including Social Security, in excess of $130,000 a year, tax-free for the rest of her life. And we've got, what, till 2025 is the last year that we can do these strategic Roth conversions at historically low rates. So we've only got another seven years to move this money from tax-deferred to tax-free. Now, I must say that um, it sounds great. You know, we're going to have, you know, the same money or more money tax-free, but she has to pay the tax each and every year. And she has the money to pay the tax, but I am adamant in stating that taxes in 2026 will be higher than they are today, only because the tax rates that were temporarily decreased were only for individuals. Rates are going to go up for individuals in the year 2026. So we only have seven years, including 2019, the day that we're recording this, to do these strategic Roth conversions if it makes sense economically. And I'm telling you, Walter, for most clients, the 22% bracket that a lot of them are currently in will be 25. And the 25% bracket, or excuse me, the 24% bracket today will be 28. So just that one fact that most people will be in a 3 or 4% higher tax bracket in 2026, even if Congress doesn't raise the rates over and above that, is a good indicator that, hey, it's probably good to do some strategic tax planning sooner rather than procrastinating and waiting until 2026 or thereafter. Does that make sense? So the timing is important as we look forward to, you know, present time and obviously into the future over the next couple of months and that kind of thing. But interesting, kind of looking back at the story you were telling us from a couple of years ago, it's even more interesting now because of all the tax changes that have taken place since you kind of started that story of, you know, reading that book for the first time and then looking into it for yourself and kind of learning more about the ins and outs of this whole zero tax bracket idea. How much of the tax changes over the last couple of years kind of played into this whole scenario and the and that 0% goal? Well, actually, it was a bonus what happened in 2018 and what's currently happening through 2025. I never anticipated that tax rates would go down. I, I thought they would stay the same or go up at least in the next couple of years. But the new president that we got in 2017 lowered the tax rates. I mean, our economy is doing well. But it's not sustainable. I mean, you know, at some point in time, somebody's got to pay the the deficit off, or at least uh, have a plan on minimizing that deficit. And we do have a math problem. And the reality of it is, is the taxes have to come from somewhere. And the low hanging fruit, in my opinion, is the tax deferred IRAs that most people are plowing money into, thinking that when they retire, they'll actually be in a lower tax bracket. And that will not be the case. Uh, the reason being is most taxpayers are middle income millionaires and the bulk of their money is in tax deferred vehicles as we were educated to put them in throughout the last 20, 30 years. So what are those triggers for somebody? I mean, is this 0% goal something that everybody can achieve? Is there a particular you know set of the population that's going to be a best fit for these kinds of strategies? Well, I would say this, that um, if you have a pension, it's probably going to be nearly impossible to be in the 0% tax bracket. And the reason being is your pension income, in addition to your social security income, will most likely 
have your Social Security being taxed in perpetuity. By that, I mean that, you know, up to 50 to 85 percent of your Social Security benefits will be taxed. And if you have a pension because of the way the formula is set up in terms of how you quantify the income, your Social Security income that's subject to taxation, the pension is going to make your Social Security taxable, as I said earlier, pretty much forever. So it's for those people who don't have pensions that have the opportunity to be in the 0% tax bracket. But if you have a pension, don't fret. I mean, even though you'll never be in the 0% tax bracket, the lowest tax bracket as we speak is 10%. And 10% is a lot better than 22, 25, 28. So it's really applicable to just about anyone. Yeah. So uh, this will affect a lot of people. I would imagine a lot of the people listening to our show today would be impacted by this as well. And can you put into context for us just how big of a difference this would make in somebody's financial plan? I realize everybody's dealing with different dollar amounts here, but is there? are we talking you know, $1,000 in savings a year? Or are we talking a lot more than that for most folks? I think we're talking a lot more. I mean, I'm just trying to uh, create an example. Let's just say someone had a million dollars in their retirement plan. I'm just using that as a proxy. Okay. And if they had a million dollars, uh, let's just say that their you know effective tax rate on that million dollars is 25%. So what I'm saying right now, looking at their retirement account is they don't have a million dollars. They have $750,000 to call their own and 250 is allocated to their partner, you know, the IRS. So Right now, if you just look at a million dollars, I would say that pretty much everyone out there, you know, there are exceptions, people that don't, you know, have a lot of income. But how do you get a million dollar IRA without having a lot of income? I would say 25 percent is what most people are going to pay. Now, if we could pay that 25 today, $250,000, 25 percent, and have the $750,000 growing tax free for the rest of our life, not only did we get rid of our partner and Uncle Sam, but that 750 now is growing tax-free. And the longer we live, the greater the amount's going to be, or the higher return that we make, you know, the greater the savings are going to be. But I would just say, as a rule of thumb, that people are probably going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing these Roth conversions if their account is somewhere in the area of 600000 plus. Do you follow that? Yeah, yeah, I follow that. And big areas uh, of opportunity. Yeah, not chump change at all. Uh, and that's just based on a million dollars. So I imagine if people have saved more for retirement, which I know many of your clients have, then it's an even bigger opportunity that many people are facing. What people don't realize is, you know, maybe like two out of three clients that I have are married. And uh, chances are at some point in time, they're not going to be married. Like, you know, one client is going to probably predecease the other. They're not going to die on the same day. And when someone who files a joint return now suddenly is filing a single return, what happens is the tax rates are the same, but the levels of income are greatly reduced. So what we find is that people that are married are in the lowest tax bracket they'll ever be in because at some point in time when they lose a spouse, whether it's a divorce or whether it's a death, they're going to have less income because one social security check will go away, but they're going to be in a higher tax bracket because single people pay higher taxes on less levels of income. 
Well, I really enjoy getting to kind of hear some of the different moving parts that are involved when it comes to taxes and saving money on those in retirement. Would you say that the Power of Zero book, that concept of having, you know, the 0% income bracket, it was, you know, somewhat news to you, it sounds like, six years ago or so. Is that news to most of your clients as well? Is this kind of a new concept when you talk to people about it? Uh, I would say probably one out of three existing clients have uh, heard about it or know about it, but you're right. It's relatively new. Even though it's been out for four years, either people don't believe it or other advisors aren't really like talking about it. And maybe one of the reasons, again, I don't know this to be a fact, but it's just a, a theory, is that if I'm managing a billion dollars and I'm having my client pay a quarter of a million dollars in taxes, now I'm only managing $750,000. So the point I want to make is sometimes maybe an advisor might have his or her interest ahead of the client's interest, where if they look at the big picture, you know, uh, they might come to the conclusion that saving taxes might, in fact, have your money last a lot longer than just doing the same old, same old. Well, Charles, I know that you specialize in creating tax-efficient retirement plans. You got your start as a CPA many years ago before transitioning into becoming a financial planner and looking at the entire picture. And I guess that's my last question here is I understand this big tax component, but also realize from talking to you on each of these episodes that it's still just part of the bigger picture. So where will you start if somebody's intrigued by what we've talked about today and they want to take a look at their tax bracket, their tax situation? see how that fits in. Do you start with the taxes? Do you start somewhere else in the financial plan when you really sit down and get the nuts and bolts figured out? Well, what I try to do is um, have them come in, bring a copy of their most recent tax return, give me an idea. It doesn't have to be exact of what they have in their taxable accounts, their tax deferred accounts, and their tax-free accounts. And then if I get an idea of what their income gap is, what they need on a monthly basis to supplement whatever Social Security or if they have a pension, whatever other income they have, I'll develop a plan for them. And as part of that plan, we'll actually do strategic Roth conversions over the next seven years, including calendar year 2019, which is almost behind us. Well, if you want to come in and get a review of your financial plan and of your tax situation, certainly don't waste time. Do that if you think there's opportunity to improve for this upcoming year. Uh, but it's never too late to get started. So even if you're listening to this podcast, uh, once we're into 2020, there are then things you can start doing for the following year, and you can start planning in advance of all of those things. Never too early to start putting together a proper plan, especially if it comes to taxes. Uh, get in touch with Charles by calling 610-388-7705. If you're new to the show, Charles is the founder of CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and uh, Chester County areas as well, with an office in Chadsford, Pennsylvania, on Route 52. You can also find us online at cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. And we'll put the phone number and the link to the website all in the description of today's episode. So whatever app you're listening to today's show on, you can get directed to the right place. Just check the show notes or the description of today's episode for all the info that you need. Charles, thanks for the great story and for educating us a little bit about taxes today. And we look forward to another great podcast with you next time. Thank you, Walter. Have a great day. You do as well. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on Re-Engineering Your Finances.
Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.